Okay, so hello everyone. Welcome back to the Mindful Social Worker Podcast. Today I want to talk about what mindfulness is and then I'll close out with a segment that I will do each week called Mindful Habits. Whereas I'll come up with an affirmation and share how this can become a mindful habit for you in your life as well as myself. So what is mindfulness? Well, first I'll start by sharing a bit about the founder and of the term uh, mindfulness. So John Kabat-Zinn. He coined this term after going to Eastern cultures and studying under some pretty famous monks, learned all about meditative practices and Eastern ways of life. Then he brought them back to the Western culture. Now, John Kabat-Zinn is a PhD and he works at or He started out at the University of Massachusetts. And so his intention was to initially use mindfulness for those experiencing chronic illnesses and pain. Well, it was so effective that the University of Massachusetts permitted John Kabat-Zinn to create a program called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. And that's short for MBSR. And I am certified in that and can speak to the validity of the program um, and all of the practices and how beneficial it is. And, you know, after this, the rest was history. So mindfulness works so well uh, with people experiencing extreme pain and symptoms from chronic illness that it began to branch out into the world of mental health, medicine, and average everyday folks like myself were able to utilize it. The combination of mindfulness and meditation was later combined in the U.S., However, it was a way of life in the East used uh, spiritual practices or used by spiritual practices such as Buddhism, Hinduism, and more, even in Africa, which a lot of people do not, um, they're not aware of this. But now people of all faiths can utilize it. So I lived, I grew up most of my life in uh, born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And when I got into mindfulness, I attended many mindfulness conferences that were held there. And what I've learned is that mindfulness can be incorporated into every personal religious practice. So mindfulness in itself is not a religion. And some don't feel comfortable about this. But the issue is that some don't know that this um, is not of the devil. It is not witchcraft. It is not a religion. It is a component that can be added to one's religious uh, beliefs. And... I believe that 
with some information and also a bit of education around the topic of mindfulness and what it is, I believe the word will get out and more people will be able to benefit tremendously. Now, what is mindfulness? It's simple. Mindfulness is defined as being in the moment without judgment. When we use mindfulness, it helps us to withdraw from the distractions all around us. And distractions are everywhere in this world. When we eat a meal without looking at our phone, we're using mindfulness. When we're on a phone call and not holding conversations with those around us, we're using mindfulness. So we can choose to use it whenever and wherever. I often see uh, people, and I think about this when I see folks who are walking and they're face deep in their phones, almost about to walk right into another person. Now, that is the opposite. That is not mindfulness at all. That is actually mindlessness. And I'm sure you all get the picture, so I won't continue. But, you know, so let's just talk about how mindfulness can be used by you in your life. So the next time you're doing something, concentrate solely on that one thing and voila, that's mindfulness. If you really want to get fancy with it, sit in a quiet space and be with yourself. No phone, no people, no television, nothing. Just you and your thoughts. Speaking of thoughts though, some think that in order to achieve mindfulness, you have to not have any thoughts. You have to remove them all. And that is impossible and it should not be the goal. Your thoughts are like visitors. They come and they go. We welcome them and we allow them to leave so that they do not wear out their welcome. They're like unwanted guests sometimes they can be, but then sometimes you want them guests there. And then, you know, after three days or so, it's time to go. But I can tell you, uh, as a psychotherapist in therapy, I when I'm working with my clients, I encourage them to think of their thoughts as clouds. So just watch them, observe them, acknowledge their presence, and then just let them float by. Don't punish yourself for having a thought. Your thoughts are separate from you. They are not you. They don't define you. They're just thoughts. Now, thoughts, however, can become things. So when I'm working with clients, I attempt to help them to change their pattern of thoughts. So this is the goal, to change your pattern of thoughts, to change the structure of those thoughts in order to produce better ones. 
Now, this isn't positive thinking uh, and the thought that it will cure all. This is looking at your thought patterns. Are you mostly thinking negatively? Okay, then let's think about how we can shift those and restructure them. And it takes practice. With practice, you can definitely get some better thoughts in there. So, and also, if a negative thought does show up, acknowledge it. Don't try to ignore it. Don't try to say, oh, no, I shouldn't be thinking this negative thought. Allow it to be present. And then you can, and this is where journaling is a great thing as well, because if you're doing thought journaling, you can write down the thoughts that you had. And you can even think about thoughts, ways that you can rephrase them, because we tend to think the same thoughts more throughout the day. They say scientifically that women, we have about 70,000 thoughts a day. And men, more like 50,000 thoughts a day. So again, we don't want to try to ignore negative thoughts. We want to just let them be and then let them go. So that's a little bit about mindfulness. I hope that you'll practice some mindfulness for at least three to five minutes today. I will share that research does show that we gain the most benefits from mindfulness and meditation when we practice for about five minutes or more. And when it comes to meditation, you can sit in a chair, you can sit on your bed, you can sit in your car, but I would not say lie down while you're trying to meditate and go into a mindful state because you could fall asleep and then you miss the whole go. But you can definitely pat yourself on the back because you have actually intended to practice mindfulness. So make it a daily habit and watch your life change from there. So speaking of habits, I want to close with a mindful habit affirmation. And that is based on assuming the best, right? So assuming the best and mainly about people. So on any given day, someone will do or say something to annoy us. We're human. It happens. It's going to happen if it hasn't, right? So when this happens, because it will, Aim to make the kindest possible interpretation of that person's actions or behavior. This is not easy. This is easier said than done, for sure. But this is about self-preservation and about creating a positive and peaceful internal space for yourself. And even if this isn't the case... This exercise tends to help us to maintain our happiness, and that's the goal. So it kind of reminds me of uh, the book, The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is don't take anything personally. 
So just think about the best possible solution to anyone's behavior. So for instance, uh, I'll have a thought that, oh, something must be going on in this person's life. We all have bad days and this must be one for them. You know, and we all make mistakes. So those are some of the thoughts that I'll have. And then, for example, uh, I'll use the thought that if someone cuts you off in traffic, it's easy to want to throw up the middle fingers, start beeping your horn, cussing and fussing. That could be easy for some folks. It takes a lot more discipline and kindness and compassion to think, well, maybe that person is rushing to the hospital because one of their loved ones is about to pass away, or maybe uh, someone's in labor. So that, a lot of the times, helps us to shift our thinking and thereby restructuring our thoughts. So try it. See how it works for you this week or this weekend. And in the meantime, I'll wrap this episode up and I'll see you next time.